0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour, sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing, Eastside Jiu-Jitsu, and That's Badass Wood Art. Remember to use promo code CTPocket for 20% off any item at That's Badass Wood Art. And be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date with all of our Vikings content leading into training camp and beyond. So, Miles, it's been a little bit since uh, since you and I hopped on here. Uh, life is busy. Not a whole lot of news uh, coming out of the Vikings, uh, but the schedule release came last week and following the schedule release, they finally came to a resolution on Zadarius Smith, which has kind of left you and I wondering what is what is this kind of the state of the Vikings roster like they've made improvements, but there's still a lot of questions on that defense. So what do you th- like what do you think overall First off of the Zadarius Smith trade, and then just the the state of even the defense without him.
1: Yeah, oh, I mean, the there's, there's Darius Smith trade. It, it it seemed pretty evident that something was going to happen. Yeah. Um. When on what like the second day of free agency or whatever, whatever it is heading into free agency, he tweeted his basically his like goodbye to so the Vikings. Like he yeah. wanted out a couple like a month like two months ago. Or sold his house in Egan and all that stuff. Like, um. So I, I guess it's not as surprising. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess the timing of why it took so long, but I think teams probably wanted to see how the draft played out, see if there's, see how, if they could fill any positions, those types of things. So it, it makes sense. And then the money, like what, how does the money work itself out? Cause the Darius was do what, like nine something million at on his yeah. original deal with Minnesota. And then yeah. reworks that deal to get a little bit more money up front or a little bit more guaranteed money on top of that from Cleveland. So, um, I think that was probably the biggest hurdle, um, teams having to free up you know however much cap space and reworking the deal and compensation so it wasn't as like a straightforward deal as it probably would seem like
0: you know what's funny about that trade so like it's just it comes with the fandom right and we see it from the second the offseason sort of kicks off but we think of our we think highly of our players in most cases Um, Mm -hmm. in some some of these projected trades it's always funny you think you can catch you can fetch like a second rounder for Dalvin cook or like a third rounder for Zedaria Smith or whatever the D de- like it may be. And then they really just kind of pick swap some sixth and sevenths for two future fifths.
1: Yeah. It's just kind and of cap space. That's the one thing that I do think people forget though, is cap space is kind of like that, that in itself is a like compensation. Mm-hmm. Um So it's not like the, the, the two fifths aren't a lot. But they also do get to free up over $10 million, which for a team that was literally sitting at, like, the bare minimum cap space, not that Zadarius Smith isn't worth the contract he was getting from Minnesota. He's worth more than that. Yeah. But they needed the cap space, and that that in itself was probably the main reason that they needed to move off Zadarius more than it was the compensation they were getting back from a draft pick standpoint. But at least kind of how they – it was, like, the 24 and 25 drafts, yep. not just, like – a fifth and a sixth in the 25th or, you know, something like that. Like they kind of got creative with it to, to give them flexibility. And I think with that trade, this is a small thing, but adding additional draft capital is important for a team who has a unknown future at quarterback. I know we keep talking about it, but it's true. Yeah. Like we don't know what the future is for quarterback. And if they want to try to make a move up in the draft to go get somebody, having additional draft capital is important to do that even if they are fifths, because those fifths can become um, just added um, add, add-ins add or just like the the picks you have as as part of like the aftermath of a trade-up. So yeah. there's a lot of different things you can do with that. So I think that's something that, that needs to be like viewed as well.
0: Yeah, that's a good point that you bring up. And we have talked about it before. We're going to need that additional draft capital if and when they move up for, for that quarterback of the future. So was Zadarius Smith out of the picture now? Finally, uh, we can take this conversation two different routes and maybe we should just stay on the defensive side, but um, I mean, fans were excited about Marcus Davenport. I I even think you and I were as well, mm-hmm. uh, but he's got injury uh, concerns. You know, he's never really stayed healthy for a full season and, like, how are the Vikings going to replace Zaydearius Smith? Really?
1: Yeah, you'd kind of mention at the top where you'd said kind of like the Vikings have made improvements on defense, but I'm sitting here like after the Zaydearius trade, I'm like, did they though? Like,
0: you're now wondering I if think, they've regressed and just hoping that Flores well, is the key.
1: That's right. That that you're kind of hoping. There's a lot of like hoping and a lot of coaching impact that you're hoping kind of takes over which yeah. isn't like a bad thing for a team that's like resetting the defensive rosters specifically. Um, but there are a lot of questions. Marcus, Marcus Davenport is someone who I think when the, the Vikings originally signed him, we kind of saw that as, okay, well they have a placeholder. That's the replacement for whichever guy they get rid of up between Hunter or Zadarius. Obviously Zadarius seemed like the obvious one. And he seems like that one for one replacement. Now he hasn't been as productive as Zadarius, mm-hmm. but he's significant. He's like five years younger. And there's still upside to to untap, and that's kind of the the hope there is, the scheme and the coaching can really get him there. He's not the same prototype build wise as Zedarius. Yeah. He's a lot taller, lean, leaner, or like uh, more like that, like a defensive end, true defensive end. Whereas Zedarius kind of has that true hybrid outside linebacker defensive end body. But Neil Hunter is kind of like that same thing as like Marcus Davenport. Those guys are big, lengthy, um, you know, and kind of has that 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 fit between the like hands in the dirt type thing but so I'm curious to see how they deploy those guys but it really does seem like DJ Wanham and Patrick Jones are really the guys in the waiting now like Patrick Jones to me more than DJ Wanham Wanham's kind of had 3 plus years to prove something and he's kind of just been you know meh yeah. but Patrick Jones kind of had some decent games last year in the new scheme and I think um, he's a guy if you can get him more snaps to see if he can maybe be a future a guy in your future is a third round pick, you know, mm-hmm. it's like in 2021. So it's not like he's a, he was a low, a little low, low round pick. So I think there is maybe something they see there um, or like hope is there, but like <laughs> those, it kind of feels like those, that's kind of what it is though. It's, it's a rotation. And I think that's okay. Um, you know, DJ, I Andre Carter who they signed in, um, in uh, UDFA. I know they're agents, excited yep. about undrafted free agent. He was, uh, they gave him the most guaranteed money out, Maybe not ever of a UDFA, but like really was, close to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing that as well. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think the, the thing that concerns me the most about the Zedarius trade and just kind of what's behind him on the depth chart is we have a pretty young and inexperienced, uh, cornerback group. And if we're mm-hmm. not, like getting to the quarterback with our pass rush enough, it's really gonna put those guys a lot of pressure on them um, to perform. Uh, in Definitely. you know, kind of hold their whatever. If it's if it's a wide receiver, tight end, whatever, kind of they're so they're responsible for that person. And if the pass rush doesn't get there, it's it could be reminiscent of. I'm trying to think of which year it was with Zimmer, where we just didn't have the pass rush. In uh, in our in our corners, we're just getting torched. But nonetheless, it's uh
1: 2014. Was it 2014 or 20? 20... Yeah, early early Zim or late Zim.
0: Th- was well, a little bit of both, I think. Um, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> 2020 but, was rough. I know. I remember that. But
0: yeah, with Cam Dantzler and everybody like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the defense it's it's a concern. They didn't really address linebacker, so they're really looks like they're rolling with Hicks and Osamoa and, you know, bench guys. And yeah, the secondary's got potential, but yeah, the state of the Vikings defense is, is, is a concern for me. And I don't, I don't know how they, they address it moving forward. It
1: raises a lot of questions of like, we know the offense and where the offense sits. The offense is like really stable, steady. I, I think we all expect a, an uptick in, in production, but, how much we don't actually know, mm-hmm. but like, we know that the offense is good. Like, like there's no questioning that, but it's like, is this team, like, what is this team trying to be? I, and I know they keep saying like competitive and they keep saying rebuild competitive rebuild in like this, like unison, but it just kind of like they're we, we know that like this defense is not a, a super bowl contending type defense. The offense might not even quite be that. Right. So they're kind of in this middle ground again, and I think they could be a playoff caliber team. I'm not going to like sit here and pretend that they can't be. But the Vikings haven't been to the playoffs in back-to-back years since 2008-2009. And I'm not saying that, that that means that they can't break that curse now, but they haven't really done anything to truly help themselves in the short term. The long term, I love the moves. I love the Addison move. I love. I think Marcus Davenport can obviously be a long term solution if he can stay healthy and you you give him an extension. Like there's other moves that the Vikings have made to create long-term plans, but there's a lot of unknown right now. And I think they're kind of playing it as if we're bad, we're okay. Like they kind of just feel okay with just being where they are and hoping they they just want to give it a good,
0: good try. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if it, if they can replicate the success that they had last year, even a little bit, um, maybe get into the playoffs and make a little noise then which we know how they
1: won last year was very unsustainable
0: right um or they just regress and i think either way for them is a win right if you if you win that's great they're happy with it but if you lose you're 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 helping yourself out with potentially going to get that quarterback in the future which i do believe is their ultimate goal one way or another so um Rookie minicamp finished up last weekend. Uh, you know, obviously Addison showed his skill set and why, uh, why we picked him in the first round. But I don't want to talk about the rookies here. I just want to talk to you quickly before we round out this show. What in the world would you do with Dalvin Cook?
1: <laughs> um, I think even more similar to like Zedarius is I think that the writings on the wall –
0: You think it's just a cut?
1: If they have to, yeah. I mean, they're kind of at a point where it's if he's not willing to take a pay cut, which up to this point he hasn't been, otherwise that would have been done already. Yep. They kind of are at a point where it's we we brought in we brought back Alexander Madison on a two year deal. Not saying it's expensive, but you know Dalvin Cook's expensive, so they brought Madison back. They have Ty Chandler. They have young guys. Who are re- probably ready to take on a bigger role in like Ty Chandler and maybe even Dwayne McBride, the rookie. Yeah. Um, I don't really count Kenny Nuangulu. I just I don't see him as anything more than special teams and maybe a spot player on yeah. the offense. But that's that's like at best, um, which is fine. Like he doesn't have to be that. But I I just I just think the Vikings are at a point like if everybody else is like they're willing to get rid of other guys like Zadarius Darius or Patrick Peterson. Dalvin Tomlinson obviously got, you know, priced out of Minnesota, but like they're willing to move on. Eric Hendricks, Adam Thielen, they're willing to get rid of those guys, but Dalvin cook who didn't have the greatest year last year and is expensive and they can get out of that deal fairly with, you know, especially a post June one, why not just take that move and do it? Mm -hmm. He's not, you know, you kind of have his replacements in in house already. Um, You need the cap space. Um. It just it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to me and kind of everything all the other moves they've made, but Dalvin kind of gets like off the hook in a way. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is it is really strange. Um, mandatory minicamp I was just looking is June 13th and June 14th. So okay. you I, I would
1: assume there's something that happens before. Yeah,
0: that. you'd have to think that there's a little bit of a resolution before that point. But yeah, it's it's weird. They've removed him. I mean, depending on if you want to read into it, but they've removed him from the banner on the Vikings mm-hmm. Twitter page, replaced with Alexander Madison. And there's been some cryptic tweets throughout the off season from Cook himself. So it's yeah. uh it is interesting though, the way that you kind of laid it out with how they handled Thielen and Kendricks, but not the same with Dalvin Cook.
1: Right. But now I a- think I think they'd like to keep him. I mean oh, yeah. just like any of the like any of these players. Like most teams want to keep their players, but it's when it comes down to it, you just kind of put yourself into a bind where it's we can't have you back at this number. Like it's yeah. just it's not feasible for us. And and if you're Dalvin, I don't I don't blame him for yeah. saying no.
0: Yeah. Yeah it's it's just a it's a weird state of the vikings is is really mm-hmm. where we're at this off season it's kind of like a transition i think they meant to have this happen last year and it didn't and now we're kind of dealing with the repercussions now but I, yeah the, i the do wonder what, is yeah what were we going to say
1: well i do i just do wonder if they do cut dalvin cooker trade him whatever it is they'll have a quite a bit of cap space i think it'll be over 20 20- 22 million in that point. And you'd probably need around three to like five ish for in season stuff. Like you want to have that in your back pocket, but you know, you might have another 15 to 20 million to play with. And I'm not saying that you have to need to go spend it all. You shouldn't. Cause I would rather them roll over money. But I do wonder if there's any, there's obviously extensions and that might impact how they, um, how they were how they would uh, potentially like structure an extension for TJ Hawkinson, uh, Daniel Hunter, J., uh, Justin Jefferson. Like those types of things can can factor in there, but yeah. also, like, are there any like, maybe even like sub tier like mediocre free agents that could come in like a Leonard Floyd? Yeah, uh, I know people have talked about Dalton Dalton Reisner Risner, whatever however pronounce his name, but like, there are name, a few names out there. Maybe there's a cornerback or two, another yep. linebacker for depth. Like, are there any of those guys that are fairly cheap that they could bring in, um, a Bushad Bre- Breland type? <laughs> player which is kind of what it looks like but yeah, yeah it just kind of makes you wonder
0: i'm looking right now just at uh at some free agents that kind of you know make me go oh maybe that's a possibility you mentioned leonard floyd uh byron jones the cornerback from miami um mm. maybe marcus peters uh he's 30 years old but you n- you never know uh the one that surprises me still is unique in who obviously used to be here at one point in time still a free agent still relatively young only 28 years old could be a guy that they look to to maybe bolster yeah, that, that a depth weird one. up. Yeah, he's still out there. So there's there's a bunch of guys but I think that is that is the plan, right? We'll we'll evaluate here but the, there will be more signings I would assume
1: uh
0: in the yeah. in the coming weeks. So
1: just don't overspend on any on any outside free agents or do any dumb trades that's, <laughs> like a seventh score
0: you want a uh you want a kari vedvik trade again this summer
1: well there's just like no need for him right like last yeah. year i understood like ross blacklock and jalen Rieger, even though they might have overpaid for Rieger. like i we understood those moves yeah it it wouldn't make sense this offseason to make those types of trades
0: yeah yeah totally um any any other any final thoughts from you as we as we close this here
1: no, I mean I, I'm kind of hoping June 1st might be an interesting time. Like yeah. Dalvin Cook, I don't obviously don't think Kirk Cousins is getting traded, but you know that that window would open after June 1st if that were you know something that they're exploring. But so I'm just curious to see how that the that some of those summer moves might play out.
0: Yeah, in the time being, enjoy watching, you know, the the guys out there in in shorts making spectacular plays uh, on the Vikings training ca- or uh, practice field. Um, we do have some content coming out here, though with summer, it's a, it's a little bit slow, so you could probably expect to see a little bit less. Uh, but we got some breakdowns still coming. It's just got to put those clips together. Um, and then potentially uh, somebody who might know Jordan Addison really well uh, coming on to talk about him on the show in the coming weeks. And then Jason and Flip. We'll have some shows as well with the final score. So make sure you like and subscribe. Listen to these on your way to your cabins, the lake, the beach, whatever you do during the summer. And until next time, everybody, Skull Vikings.